Alundas Haven started out doubting himself as he was working through issues that stemmed from his time in the Marine Corps. He worked in positions that didn't have his core values and decided to start a podcast called The Winner's Paradigm. He created his brand of fear with the idea to teach any aspiring entrepreneur or human being that you can accomplish your dreams if you take action and are able to learn from those who have been there. Talk Commerce is sponsored by Haifa, or as the Europeans say, Hufa, or the right way to say it. Hufa is rapidly becoming the biggest Magento front end after Luma. For those who don't know it, Luma is the basic theme that comes with Magento and it is giantly slow. If you're looking for a template-based front-end with the fastest loading times in the e-commerce industry while saving costs on development time and hosting infrastructure, Hufa is your best option. Everybody loves a fast site, including Google. Improve your Google ranking and conversion rates and make your customers happy. Learn more at hyva.io. That's hyva.io. And now... Talk Commerce. Welcome to Talk Commerce. Today I have Alundus Havens. He is the CEO of he is the CEO of Alpha Influencers. Alundus, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us uh, what your day to day role is and maybe one of your passions in life. Yeah, brother, and, and thank you again, brother. It was an honor uh, to be able to connect with you. One, and I know I'm going to have you on my new podcast as well, so definitely an honor to get to know you on a personal level, brother. Uh, for me, uh, I'm from Fresno, California originally, and uh, you know, kind of had a tough upbringing with some of my, my parents were young when they had me, and they were crazy when they were doing things, so for me, it was uh, really suppressing my emotions and not really knowing these things, you know, going into the military moving away from home and uh, still was battling through the same thing. So it was one of those for me, a week before my daughter was born, I started the Winner's Paradigm podcast where we were talking about recalibrating mindset. And the objective there was really just helping people with a positive message and saying, hey, you know, it doesn't matter exactly where you come from um, or, you know, what it is. Yes, it shapes you. Yes, it does have, you know, a role that it plays for you. But at the same time, like you're the one who's in control of your own destiny and so forth. So. Uh, did a great job, you know, talking to entrepreneurs and, hey, man, what made you successful and what was kind of the mindset that allowed you to establish winning habits? And then I started a second podcast for my business called Alpha Influence Media, and that's where we focus on building dominant brands. Uh, what I do on the company side, we have a podcast booking agency. You know, we get guests booked on other shows, get them guests that align with their ideal message to streamline that process. And then we run ad campaigns uh, to promote their podcasts, like on Spotify, for instance, so someone clicked on your podcast or, uh, excuse me, on your advertisement, you know, it would have the professional graphic, it would have the voiceover artist, they would click on it and then it would go straight to your podcast website or whatever. Uh, and then the last thing what we're doing right now, uh, which is pretty fun, you know, and I'm learning it and, and working with my team is uh, we're going to do some video reels, short form content just to help out other entrepreneurs. So it's one of those like, yeah, we can get you on the podcast, but it doesn't do anything if we just let this recording, uh, I know a lot of us just use recordings, and then we just let the video sit there. So it was one of those where we're like, you know what, we can chop this up, and then now both of us can be able to share it out. It makes it a little bit easier, and then we have some engagement that's going to go. So in my case, it was all about you know, figuring out with other people, hey, what's their objective? What are they passionate about? What are we doing? Uh, I started my first podcast on you know diving into those things and learning how do we get better as people, you know, how do we become uh, successful entrepreneurs, high achievers, and then still measure in all areas of life. 
Wow, that's all you're doing. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, great story. So before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about today, uh, resetting our mindset and some more things, um, I do have this project called the Free Joke Project. Uh, and the goal is, and uh, we're going to also touch on this, is, is uh, having a positive mindset and being happy in life. There is a lighter side to life, so uh, the goal is to get some happiness out there. But also, I'm always curious if you think this joke is free or we should charge for the joke. So um, I'll just tell you the joke, and all I'd, li- all I'd like in return is to, if you could tell me if you think it's free or if it's a chargeable joke. All right, here we go. My friend has designed an invisible airplane. I can't see it taking off. <laughs> Let's charge for that joke, brother. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. So, Linda, uh, like, what is it that somebody needs to do to re- recalibrate their mindset? And then let's just back up one step. Like, what is the baseline of a mindset? Like, some people come in with a mindset that's completely different than the next person. Uh, 100% brother. And, and I think that all starts with self-awareness and, uh, that's the, one of the toughest parts, you know, is we have to be able to acknowledge where we're at, whether it's whatever, you know, and, and great point there pointing it out, you know, everybody's on their own journey. Uh, so we may not all be at the same place at the same time, but at one point in time, we will be going through it. So it kind of was one of those for me, you know, um, to add context, you know, what in the Marine Corps, 1920 was my own boss. Uh, so I was in an E4, in an E6 position, killing it, and then was going to college on my off time, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. And then I was drinking a little bit because I didn't process trauma um, and uh, couldn't couldn't pass the process, you know, having the fast work environment. Marine Corps is a little bit different because it was so fast paced, but they expected you to be on this level. And then I got injured as well. So it definitely took a toll on me. So it was really facing this adversity and being like, man, what's going on? You know, so tear on the cartilage of my right knee, get out the Marine Corps, home improvement sales. Uh, one of the toughest things I did because one month, $7,000, two months didn't make a single dime um, because they didn't update their price books. So I lost a lot of deals. And then I went into a mortgage brokerage, and like I said, I was working on my business management degree. I failed my mortgage exam three times, and I'm like, man, I'm a failure. You know, what's going on with me? Uh, Up until this point, you know, besides chemistry, geometry, I never failed anything in my life. So it was difficult because I got smacked in the face and humbled by reality. And uh, definitely, I'm like, man, like, we're putting all this energy and we're doing all these things, like, I have to be able to show some gratitude and appreciate myself because not everybody can do that. You know, um, I'm able to try to be present in this moment and, and work my butt off, but it all started with me realizing for myself, Hey, you know, how do we be able to get to the next point? You know, how do I be able to give myself some grace and compassion? Cause that's something we don't do. You know, sometimes entrepreneurs we want to beat ourselves up or we should be here. And it's like, you know what? It's part of the journey. So for me, that's what I like teaching and, and telling people is, man, you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror and it's not going to be fun, but you got to be able to say, Hey, you know, what do I got to do to get to the next level? What's preventing me? You know, am I holding myself back? And that was kind of the, the inner dialogue as well as uh, when I started the podcast, like some of the things I started detailing for people to let them know, Hey, if you are on that point or if you've been there, like these are the stories, this is what can help you get through that rough patch. Yeah, so I, I think that, that that was great, and uh, you had a lot to unpack there. So you know, I think coming coming out of uh, uh, certainly coming out of the Marine Corps gave you some base things, but it also the Marine Corps is anti entrepreneur. Would you agree with that, or do you think it that helps you in your entrepreneurial journey being in the Marine Corps? 
That that's a darn good question. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's anti-entrepreneurial because they don't teach you that. So, for instance, like when I was saying get out the military, and I'm already saying that, like um, in in up to that point, I was already injured. So, year two after I deployed, I tore all the cartilage in my right knee. So, battled literally two years, um, trying to get surgery again, trying to get a second surgery, and it was very rough there. Uh, and then the anti-entrepreneurial part is like you're under structure and it's kind of the frightening part at the same time because like you always have someone to ask like whether it's a great leader in front of you like there's always someone you can go to a friend of yours that works maybe somewhere else that does what you do so you can give them a call up and you're like hey you know so you're still using that resourcefulness but it's in a different way that you're using all these things so it's one of those like even when you're out of the system you have to build your own structure for yourself and that was kind of the frightening part you know and i became a civilian life was uh definitely working it out i'm like i want to start a business well oh shoot how do i do that i don't have the clients I don't have the contacts. I don't even know the networking portion. Um, so it was, you know, back to the surrounding yourself with the people you want to be around. Um, I joined a podcast group for $49 a month and then partnered with my mentor, Zach Babcock. And it was something for me, like, I never thought these things would happen, but I just became fully invested in figuring out what community I wanted to be in and, you know, how I can be able to add value to other people. And in my case, it was, you know, going back to the mindset, diving on those things, talking about the inner struggles, you know, what we go through. And uh, definitely was relevant to people because they were like, man, I go through this too. So it made me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. And then I'm being able to help people um, slowly. Yeah, you know, I think that's, that's a good point too, that maybe the Marine Corps helps with the community portion of it. And it, it reminds you that you need to be in a community to grow, especially as an op- entrepreneur. I think as an entrepreneur, you can, it can be an extremely lonely life. Because it's it's a very small percentage of people that actually go off on their own and do their own thing. And there's nobody to talk to about the issues that you have as a business owner. And as you grow a team, there's even less people to talk to because the the amount of business owners with, say, more than five employees is is remarkably low compared to the population of the U.S. So, or of anywhere in the world. Um so maybe maybe some of that community portion of it has helped you move into that next level. Maybe talk a little bit about you mentioned having getting into the right group. Talk about aligning with the right people to help you change your mindset. Absolutely, and I think that starts and you made a great point. You know, with the community and figuring out, hey, where do we need to be? Um, that was something that was very tough for me. Uh, for instance, I told family I was starting a business and they're like, you're stupid. Why are you starting a business? You know, that's not the smartest thing to do. It's not safe. You know, it's, it's going to fluctuate. And then that goes back to, you know, your core values and what you stand for. And for me, it was like, man, I already promised myself that I was no longer going to be in a position and compromise my integrity of who I am just to be able to be somewhere. And that was it. You know, I got injured in the Marine Corps. I was on top of the world. I was the best. Uh, I was on a meritorious board, going to get promoted, and then, you know, the moment I got injured, ripped away, you're a bad Marine, and so forth. So it was one of those for me where I was like, I don't want to, uh, and, and it was definitely hard, you know, with some of the skills being transferable. Like, I was my own boss. I was running a team. You know, I knew what to do. Uh, sales background, because I was pitching. I ran the operations and training department. So constantly, you know, talking to um, other 
leaders in, in the shops and, and figuring out, hey, building the game plan, strategic plans on how we were going to run, you know, the op side and be able to fly the air, the MD-22 Ospreys, and then also being able to run the training. And I had to be able to look at your package, for instance, and be like, hey, this is what Brent needs to be able to get promoted because of all these things. So it was something for me where um, ex extremely difficult. And that's, again, you know, where that community aspect comes in is I really had to hone in and figure out, hey, like, what are all the things we can do? Well, some of these skills that I thought were transferable, you know, I put it on a piece of paper for a resume. I was only in the Marine Corps for four years. So it was, you know, going to jobs and, and they're telling me, uh, oh, yeah, you don't have the skills. You don't have this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I've done this. I can speak well. Like, I know exactly what to do. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't work that way. You know, so for me, it was learning that hard way and figuring out, hey, what works for me? Well, when I got dialed in, started my own business, it was completely different because now all these things and now everything I'm talking about, people are like, man, you know what? You actually understand people. You actually do this one. I'm like, yeah, I may not know about business, but I know people and I know how to be able to build relationships and work on the next thing. So it was something for me where it's like I took what I wasn't good at and then you can always get better at it. And that's kind of why now I started the second podcast on building government brands is uh, pretty much everything I learned. And I talk about that too. Like, oh yeah, I went to school for business management. You know, it taught me how to be an integrator. I'm actually a visionary. So I'm going to hire the integrator, but I know exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to, you know, help our team and, and kind of what we can do uh, for those things. So it was something for me where it was like, hey, regardless, you're going to have to dive in and go all in on what you're doing and then still have that constant thought where it's self-reflection, figuring out, hey, what can we do to be better? You know, um, do we have to get a consultant maybe to help us at this point or this uh, coach to be able to help us at this point in our business or what we're going through live? So for me at the time, you know, starting it, uh, the business and then the family aspect, it was really difficult because it feels like you are alone sometimes or uh, I'm going in rooms. They're like, yeah, let's watch Netflix. And they're like, what, when's the last time you watched Netflix? I'm like, bro, I don't watch Netflix. Like I usually get up at three or 4 a.m. to go to the gym. Uh, and then I take care of my daughter while I run two podcasts in a business. So I don't have the, the time like a lot of other people because I'm always on the move good and bad things. So it made me learn that, hey, you need to unplug and it's okay to be able to express yourself or have fun with your family. And I don't need to have this front and be like, I can't watch this movie. You know, this is wasting time. Like, again, we only have one life. We need to be able to be present for the moment and, and do that. And I was actually pushing my family away when those things would happen. So for me, it was acknowledging, understanding these things and being able to be better, whether it was in business or in life. Yeah, you mentioned visionary integrator. Um, so those are kind of, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say buzzwords, but they're definitely terms in, in using a system to run your business and how important that is to have a system. And, you know, part of that system is the entrepreneurial operating system. Like the visionary is the person at the top who has all the great ideas or bad ideas in my case. And then there's an integrator who actually gets... Let's just use the word. They get shit done, right? Those the integrator is the person that is the is there to just make sure it gets done. So, I suppose uh, in the in the military, it might be the general, and then it might be the the sergeant who's getting that stuff done, and then they distribute that work out to your team. Um, maybe talk about how you need that team to get you elevated in your in what you're doing. Another buzzword, and I, I think I mentioned it, elevate and delegate. Like that's the, that's the next thing you have to do to be able to scale what you want to do. Uh, you had mentioned two podcasts. At some point, you can't do any more podcasts because you physically don't have the time. There's, the, like, there's a time barrier that you have, uh, but you can scale that in ways by delegating tasks to other people. 
100%. And I love how you mentioned that because that's something I'm currently going through where it's like, how can we make things easier? But we got to become more effective. Like if we keep putting more on our plates and thinking that we can do more, because that's often what I like to do, uh, it, it doesn't lead to good things. You know what I mean? You can only focus in on really one thing that we're doing and then be fully invested on that. And that's why, like, if you look at roles, you know, CEOs are doing the visionary aspect. They're looking at these things. Hey, what can we do here? You know, uh, and that's where you see companies like hiring consultants, for instance, and hey, how could we be able to work here? You know, oh, let's outsource and have our customer service be taken care of by this company or doing something like that because it makes it easier when you focus on what you're good at. And that's kind of what it was for the business aspect. Um, it was, you know, trying to dive in. And like I said, I take care of the little one. And it was like all these different things. And it's like, how are you going to show up even for the business? If you feel like you're pouring your heart into all these things, you know, you're, you're everywhere to be scatterbrained. And it's like, uh, I had 20 different things on my, on my, uh, board for myself. And then I went, you know, back to my other business partners. Hey, you know, what can we do to be able to simplify? How can we be able to get this streamlined to where it's going to other people? Yes, we have a service business and we're doing this for other entrepreneurs, but it's a reason why we're doing that. You know, it's a reason why we're like, Hey, let's focus on the message we're putting out there, all the things that we're doing, because people that we're working with are going through the same thing we are, you know, and that's one thing we have to do as leaders is, is focus on, you know, what our passion is, what we're great at. If we are going to scale, because that's, what's going to allow us to be able to get to that next level is having those operation systems in place where they run themselves. And then it's just you doing what you need to do. That's going to allow you to get to that point, whether it's, you know, you figure that uh, one section is better than the other for you in business and, and really going all in and, and making sure, hey, you know, I'm going to make this the best I can be because this is my strength versus, you know, trying to do something, trying to be your own CPA when you realize, yeah, accounting's not for me. You know, I could do bookkeepings, but I don't really like numbers too, too much. You know, I understand it and that's great to be able to do that, but it's to be able to know that that role isn't for you and you can be able to get somebody in there to do it faster while you focus on, you know, what brings you back back the biggest reward or cultivating relationships and going down that line as well. I want to talk a little bit about that supporting role that to help a leader supporting your leader. Um, uh, there's a, there's a balance between supporting the leader and the leader supporting your team. Um, and, and maybe lifting up that leader to help them to do what they need to do. How do you balance out or how do you describe to people the need for support for the leader versus the leader supporting the team? I know it's kind of the egg and the chicken, right? But it's something that a lot of people don't put a lot of thought into, but there is definitely a two-way street. It's not all that you know, there, there has to be direction from the leader, right? But there also has to be support from the leader. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. And great question. Um, it definitely runs both parts. I mean, if you're an effective leader, you can be able to jump in and help out other areas and show it. But at the same time, like it's a collaborative approach, you know, and that's why you have the team. That's why you have the systems. That's why you have the, you know, the accounting part running that or you have it automated to where you understand clearly what it is. You know, for us, we have a profit first system. So we have uh, six different bank accounts. So we look at it and we're like, okay, we have a bank account strategically for taxes. So we don't have to worry about that. And that's something where it's like, sometimes people just push to the side to get that big paycheck. Oh, you know, so it was one of those for us where it's like, you have all these things in place, you know, you have 
uh, SOPs or what we do a lot of is we record what we do. So even if we were going to hire, you know, or outsource something of what we did, uh, we can be able to show easier. Hey, this is what it is. Have all the questions. I'm one of those that likes to uh, have all these off the wall questions or something that can happen because that's what happens to me. You know, you can give somebody a script, you can tell them to stick on the script, but to me, in, in I've worked in sales rules like 97% of the time, I'm gonna get those curveballs, you know? So I'm one of those that even when I'm training, I like to give all this information. It may be too much information at the time, but I'm like, hey, you know, these are things that they can ask. This is how someone could see it, you know? Uh, a lot of people put up uh, rebuttals or they, don't know certain things and it's like, hey, that's it. And at the same time, you can be able to tell clients no, you know, if you feel like they're not a fit for us and what we're doing. So it was something where it was like, I always dialed in on those aspects. And again, you know, we're talking about supporting the leader and in doing that, we gotta figure out what's the best thing for the mission. And then to put people where they want to be, but where they're gonna be able to thrive. Cause that's something that like, maybe somebody's in uh, a field or they're doing a, a different aspect. You know, you have them on outreach when really they're good with customers or, Maybe they don't like doing that. You know, maybe they like doing production for the podcast or you get them to what fits their needs and, you know, what gives them their strengths. And it's something that, again, you know, when you put people in the right place and they're dialed in at what they're doing, then it allows you to get even better at what you're doing because you don't have to worry about that. You're like, all right, they're dependable. We train them up. If they have questions, boom, help them. But it's a more of a structure type deal is when you're able to figure out, hey, how do we streamline this? How do we get people in roles that are going to work for them? You know, how do I even get myself to be doing what I need to do and stop taking everything on my plate? Because, you know, I went from uh, doing 10 podcasts a week and then be like, hey, I need to dial in on my message and dial in on the business. Uh, maybe I need to focus on a little bit more right now. And then I can be able to go on more podcasts or record more for my two later on. So it was definitely learning those hard lessons before getting to that point where I can start, you know, acting and, and leading from, for example. Yeah. You've got two concepts there. You've mentioned right person, right seat, which is another EOS concept. And then you let, mentioned letting go of the vine. Um, let's, uh, let's kind of finish up with, uh, we, this, the time goes by so fast on these, but you know, letting go of the vine is the concept of, uh, it, it aligns with elevate and delegate, right? So letting go of the vine is, Letting somebody else do some of that work. That's a hard concept as a boss. I want to talk about one point where you let go of the vine, but then something goes wrong with that. And you as the boss come in and you say, I am going to fix this. Do you feel as though you need to let your team fail sometimes and then own that failure and not sweet come in and be the savior that's going to fix everything? Ooh, I like that question a lot, brother. You're amazing at asking questions. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like there is times for trial and error, and, and that's what we're going to go through, whether you're starting the business or you are there. Um, it, it just depends the scale of where you're at and how significant it is. You know, So there is times where you're like, oh, no, but at the same time, you know, it's just take a people-centric approach. Like we mess up all the times, you know what I mean? I fat finger emails. I, you know, uh, maybe don't look at time management or maybe I'm take care of the little one, you know? So for instance, like I was running the little one this morning, wasn't feeling well. She starts crying right when I'm gonna hop on the podcast and I'm like, oh shoot, you know, I have something to be able to do, but hey, 
be a person, be honest about those things and move on from it. And I think that's one thing we need to do when we're working with our teams is like, give them some grace. You know what I mean? We expect you to do a million and one things. I can't get mad at you when you don't do one thing. And at the same time, your failure is my failure. So if, if we're failing in one area, and this is something I learned in the Marine Corps, um, was I had one Marine that was just tough as nails and anything I tried to do, try to get confrontational. I'm the same way from, you know, the way I grew up, uh, and definitely how my parents were authoritative and, you know, didn't let me uh, express myself and stuff. So it was one of those for me where even in business, I'm like, man, how do we let people just be themselves and, and be able to express themselves and speak the way they want to be able to be professional, but get to know them on that real level, you know, and it was something for me, um, even in that it's like, if one fails, we all fail, you know? So if we obviously are doing something wrong or there's a gap, um, in the communication, well, then we can look at it as from both parts first. You know, if it's them type of shoot, then you can coach them up on that. But maybe you didn't teach something or for me that wild card question. And they're like, oh, I just didn't know what to do. And you're like, how do you not know? But it's the difference between talking to someone, you know, in butchering them and making them feel a certain way being, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this as a leader, you know, in, in showing them, hey, you know what? I should have communicated more. I should have been able to let you know this is what could happen in this event or reach out to me if anything. Sometimes things do happen or we get flustered or we keep throwing more on their plate to where we don't realize that maybe they do need something to help. And that's where we jump back in and we make sure we fix it. Because at the same time, like it doesn't matter whose fault it is, essentially. we got to be able to get through it. You know, and if they're not doing well, it's bad at a sign. It's a leader. You know, if we're not delegating enough, it's bad at us on a leader that we're taking too much on our plate and now we're slowing down the business because we're trying to do a million and one things at once when really our focus, like we said, was going to be one, two or three things at this time and really going all in here. But we can't because we're trying to go in all these other aspects or trying to do these other things that we may not even be the best at. Yeah, um, I, I like the the word that I'm going to pull out of that is you said grace. You've got to give your team some grace, and, and it's at, and I, I, it was a little bit of a loaded question because nothing is ever black and white, right? There's a there's a um, there's a, always a level of of uh, urgency that has to happen, and there's sometimes where the leader needs to. They're the ones with the skills that can fix it, um, but the the idea of of letting your team go through some of that failure is how they learn right um but i do like the what you said about grace uh and helping and giving them time to learn and grow and and because that's how you learn right that, that you're never going to learn anything if you're always doing it perfect 100 percent. um all right so we are out of time um at the end of the podcast i give my guests a chance to do a shameless plug about whatever they'd like to plug what would you like to plug today? Absolutely. Um, so I would just say the easiest way to find me is the winnersparadigm.com. My social media is on Lundis underscore Havens or Lundis Havens on LinkedIn. And then two podcasts that find me is the Winners Paradigm and Alpha Influence Media. That's great. I will put all those on the show notes. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, we have a lot more to talk about, so I can see us that we're going to have to do um, – we're going to have to do another one of these uh, and, and key in on some of these – these items, um, we're using a lot of buzzwords that are in the EOS community, so I like that. Um, anyways, 
Lundis, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for getting up so early. I appreciate it, and um, I appreciate your service. Thank you. Thank you as well, brother. Thank you for being flexible, and it was amazing talking to you today. I can't wait to interview you as well. You know, get on the other side of the mic and start uh, talking a little bit about business and how we can be better. You know, whether it's in business or in life, and how that's going to affect us with building that dominant brand. Excellent. Thank you. Oops.